Hello, welcome to the Think Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Nigel Singh, and today we have a lifelong entrepreneur, tea expert, and uh, inspiration for so many in the local community here, uh, Daniel Lewis. How's it going, Daniel? Welcome to the podcast. Good, good. Thank you so much for having me, Nigel. I'm thrilled to be here, and I like that intro, that lifelong entrepreneur. I like that. Got to make it unique for every guest that joins, eh? All right. Um, That's great to hear. I know COVID as well hasn't been uh, easy on everyone, especially small businesses. So it's great to hear that people are still optimistic in these times. Um, And uh, Daniel, I'm really just interested in starting out with your story. Uh, What were your beginnings? Sorry. Um, How did you grow into the entrepreneur that you are today? Um, Take it away, man. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks again for having me on your podcast. And um, you know, I, I'm glad that you you start with the story because I believe everybody does have a story and it's always good to kind of know what that is and see how it plays out in the rest of their life. Um, for me, um, you know, my story and, and entrepreneurship for me all began as just, just an escalation of events, just trial and error. You know, I started off um, in my younger years, even from an early school life um, as a, you know, taking an interest in music. And uh, I was, you know, an aspiring rap artist, hip hop artist. I really, really just loved music and putting words together and freestyling and just really expressing myself through the art of music. So in my younger years, and I'm talking like 12, 13, 14, all the way up, that's who I was. And, you know, a lot of my creativity or my creative mindset came from music. Um, Fast forward, when I got into my teen years, I I started taking music a little bit more more serious. I started performing and, you know, in the US and in Canada, trying to get my songs played on on the radio. Uh Started a little group, which I never tell the name of. So that's that's a mystery. But um, yeah, I was just doing the music thing. And I think where my story really takes a turn is in um, 2009, where I was, I believe, 20 or 21 at the time and kind of you know I went through an incident that really dated back to when I was full-fledged in high school in the in the rap hip-hop days and it was a near tragic event where I was a victim of a nearly fatal stabbing and though gruesome and and you know it was just a really really dark time that's really where my life took a turn I kind of saw life in a different way learned a lot from the experience and started off on a new journey now of finding out who I am and what I can offer this world and, and people I you know meet and that thinking and that aha moment and that life-changing moment really is what became entrepreneurship for me because I was looking for a tool that I can start a business and then you know interact with people's lives and impact people's lives. And then um, I started my entrepreneurial journey out of that, out of that dark time which was uh, T by Daniel. T by Daniel became my tool. So I know it's a big, long story, but that, that is, uh, that's me. Nice. No, I get, wow. I did not know that you went through um, such a tragic, uh, tragic thing um, in your life. And I'm just wondering from that, do you think that that was the sole reason that you would have, uh, that you seeked entrepreneurship or um, do you think it would have just happened in your lifetime just because that's the personality you had growing up? Right, right. Good question. And no, I think I would have eventually, I, I think I was doing entrepreneurship. I mean, as a music artist, 
my many of the skills that I, I now showcase in business and over the last few years in growing my business, I cultivated those skills as an artist, as a music artist. I had to, you know, I had to create my image and change it and adapt to the times, both in my music and in my style. In business, you call that marketing and branding. You know, I had to get my message out there, which are through my songs and my lyrics. You know, in business, you call that communication and content writing and copywriting. So I, I was selling CDs, you know, there's the sales. And, you know, so I was doing networking and trying to make industry contacts. I was already doing entrepreneurship. I think what the incident did for me was change my views on people and on life. And it's with that heart, I started doing business or entrepreneurship differently. Um, the success I've seen in business, I think came on account of my perspective of people and life. So that's okay. what the incident did for me. But I think I was kind of always entrepreneurial minded, always wanted to take something and, and you know find a way to make it valuable to others. So I think I would have somewhere or another still ended up in business and entrepreneurship. No, it's a good distinction to make. Um, cause it does sound like any, any artist, obviously, whether you're doing, um, like visual paintings or, or music, you do have to promote yourself. And that's something that's a, that's a whole technique by itself. Right. <laughs> um, but what made you switch from rap, which seemed like your passion to, uh, tea? <laughs> I know, it's a big jump, isn't it? I get asked that question, uh, quite a bit. Um, so how that kind of, you know, transpired was, I loved music, I loved rap, I loved you know the art of music and, and doing that. But when the incident happened, um, music kind of took on a different meaning for me or a different vibe for me. You know, seeing it caused me so much pain, even though I learned a lot from it, it was so associated with something negative now in my life that during my time of like reflection and when I was, my body was healing from all the, you know, the trauma that happened, I started to look deeper into myself and, you know, what I was doing over the past years when I was chasing the music dream. And I found that the core of what I was really trying to do, I didn't just need music to do that. You know, I wanted to get a, a message out there. I wanted to express myself. I wanted to impact people. Um, and there was ways, other ways of doing that. And I realized that, you know, that business could be a way to do that. Um, you know, motivational speaking could be a way to do that. Writing could be a way to do that. That's why I published uh, three books um, currently. So there's all these other art forms and, and tools that can accomplish the same thing. So I didn't have to kind of stick to music, especially with what it caused in my life at that point. So how I specifically went into tea was um, literally just a random walk in the mall one day with my, uh, my wife. I was approached by like David's tea staff. You know, they're standing in the mall handing out samples. And they're like, you know, would you like, which they're very good at, um, would you like to try some tea? And I said, tea? I thought tea was always like just peppermint and chamomile. Like, you know, I never thought tea was anything to be sampling. You know, if, if you're sick, you go for tea. All the stereotypes that, you know, typically people have about tea. And um, I kind of, you know, immersed into the whole David's tea experience, found out all these, you know, hundreds of flavors and types and, because it was healthy for me, it was good for my body at that time. I stopped drinking and smoking and doing all that stuff. Tea would just became this new thing for me, this new habit, this new infatuation. And after spending so much money on it, 
one day I just said, what if I started my own tea company? But like, make it based on the foundation of impacting people's lives in a positive, in a positive way. What if it's just like a tool for me to connect to people? And the rest was history. Oh, wow. So this is kind of like a very random, kind of like a freak. <laughs> just like a, yeah. it just kind of <laughs> happened. Okay, okay. It literally so... just kind of happened. Yeah, it, it, it could have been French fries. It could have been, mm-hmm. uh, you know, t-shirts. But it was just, tea was right. It was healthy. It was interesting. It was new. It piqued my interest, you know, and that, that's what it was. Okay, no, that's great. Um, because well, my, my next question now is, how did you know that was the right passion? Because I feel like, um, a lot of people they're looking for something to be passionate about, and I don't know if that's the right way of going about things. Because it seems like for you, it kind of just happened naturally and just fell into place. How do you tell someone that this is their passion? Or how do you help guide them to find their passion? Absolutely, and uh, I think you're right. And I, I you know what? I'll, I'll let you know in a secret that you don't know, and there is no way of knowing, right? I mean, something could feel great for five years, ten years, one week. You know, it, that doesn't mean that that is it. And it also doesn't mean that it's not it. For me, passion is this ongoing living or this ongoing journey or experience that there's something every day that makes you excited and that makes you feel like it's worth, you know, going after. And the moment that changes, then you should change. That's, that's my belief. You know, there was a time where I was very passionate about music. You would never see me not in the studio recording songs and handing out mixtapes out the back of my car. I was walking, you know, up and down Manhattan, knocking on record labels, doors, trying to get, you know, airtime or get a record deal. So, I mean, to discount that now and say I wasn't passionate about it because I'm not doing it anymore is not fair. I was passionate about it then. My passions changed. I changed. Life changed. Um, And whatever the next passion is, is the next thing that I'm excited about. But so often we're in life, we're so gong-ho on finding one thing that's going to ride out from our young adulthood to till we're old. And I just, I don't see life that way. You know, um, I say, whatever makes you excited, whatever makes you happy and makes you want to get out of bed early and get to it, do that and do that with, with, with all your heart. And, you know, that's your passion. No, that's some great advice. Um, let me just backtrack a little bit. In your journey, in your musical journey, even, did you have any naysayers? Did you like where you're, did you have a very good support system? Because obviously doing things like that, like being an artist is very hard. You don't always make the easiest living. You have to hustle 24-7, right? Um, did you have a great support system? Um, how, how was that? Yeah. Um, so especially, and I'm, I'm glad it's, we're talking about art because it's such a hard egg to crack right tons of naysayers right you have you have so i mean at that time the way the world was in the music industry there was so much negativity and naysayers you had so much working against you you know you're a canadian artist that used to be within rap and hip-hop that was a negative like who comes out of canada right this was before drake this was before beaver this was before tory lanes and and everybody havaya mighty all these artists so you have that working against you. Um, you know, everybody's also trying to do the same thing. So what's going to make you the one that's working against you? Um, there, it, the times weren't like now where you can build a following on social media or YouTube. Like 50 Cent could watch you on YouTube and then come visit you. Like it wasn't like that. It was literally you have to record a tape 
and you have to bring it to a producer who decides if you should make it to the next level, right? And, um, and then on top of that, it was expensive to record quality music, to get into a proper studio. So there's so much challenges, hurdles, naysayers and negativity, but that, that should never stop the craft. That should never stop the, the art, you know, because I started off just freestyling at school. There were big crowds and that grew to other schools where other schools would come and challenge me and want to hear me rap. You know, that built into other cities and then other, you know, countries where we're in, performing in the States. And then clubs were playing our songs and DJs then, until I was performing at the same shows as Drake. Uh, and I made a song with Tory Lanez. So as we're building, right, the naysaying starts to change. You know, yo, you're never going to be good until, okay, you're good enough to perform where Drake performs. Well, you're never going to be better than that until you get a record deal. You never, you know, and so on and so forth until you're at Drake status now. And so... I, naysaying is naysaying, right? People are always gonna naysay. It, there's no level of success that you can reach that people are gonna be silent about it and just cheer you on. So it's really just blocking that out and being convicted enough to, to stay focused on what you're passionate about and what you believe you are good at. And you know, the, the rest, you silence, you, you silence others with, with your continual effort towards something. And that's how I've always seen it. Okay, so like your main method then is just kind of block the haters because you believe in, in yourself enough to Absolutely. really just see this through and make it work. Yeah, well, well, even when you think about it, right, like the only other option you have is to listen to what they say and stop. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you had to choose, right, do you, even when it comes to, I know this is kind of personal, but when it comes to um, my wife, right, when I, we started dating, my whole friends and then my group and rap group felt that she was, you know, a distraction and how are we going to chase these rap dreams of uh, these rap dreams? Because, you know, you're hitched. And I didn't listen to them. If I listened to them, I wouldn't have a wife for 11 years now, you know? So it's just naysaying is naysaying. I, I leave it at that. Cool. Great advice there. Um, okay. So we're, so you do your hip hop thing, something tragic happens. You go into T by Daniel. Mm -hmm. um, and you start, you started out. So start me from there. Um, where does that start? The T by Daniel yeah. story. <laughs> so yeah, a wild adventure for sure. So just a, a mini backtrack. I mean, I was so gung ho and making it in music that I, I made a few wrong decisions. Like I dropped out of high school um, and I never really got that business background or, or backing or, or anything like that, you know? So when fast forward, I, when it came to starting T by Daniel, I was not this business savvy guy. I didn't really, I didn't know what I was doing at all. You know, all I knew is that I was passionate about impacting people's lives in a positive way, just like how my life was impacted. You know, the people who stepped in and helped me out in a dark time. And I felt like, okay, I, I love T. T is my new thing. And I, I feel like I could create, you know, a foundation with this and use it as a tool to connect to people. So let's do it. And, you know, it's just, I spent a year in the library reading books. How do you start a business? Uh, what is tea? Getting to know more about it, uh, the plant, you know, tea. And just so I could answer questions at, at a bare minimum. And, you know, as I research and, and, you know, for anybody just starting out, like just research, the internet is there. Books are there. Libraries are there. People are there. I went to tea shops like every day and just, 
waited when they didn't have customers and just asked the question like, excuse me, I, you know, I'm just starting out, you know, can you tell me when it comes to this, what do I do when it comes to sourcing tea, um, any advice? And you'll be surprised, like, you know, people don't mind sharing information when you ask, you know, like, you, you know, I'm here on this podcast now, you, you started this podcast and I'm here, I'm ready to share my story. So people were opening up um, information to me, I was jotting it down, I always say get that notebook, jot it down, and then start to piece together what this business could look like. And it was literally just trial and error. You know, I heard people say, uh, I started an online business first, T by Daniel was online there was no sales coming in. Nobody was ordering online. Then I realized, you know, it's tea. I need to have a physical presence. People want to taste it. So I started going to events, you know, $30 to get a table at a school market and stuff like that. Build a, a base from there, get emails, tell them I have an online site. And it just snowballed and snowballed till eventually enough demand was happening. I was delivering tea out of my car to so many people and people were ordering online Till it dawned on me, like, what if I opened a store, like an actual retail store? Opened the store. It was like a record grand opening. Did that for four years. Opened a store in the mall. The e-commerce grew. And it's just step by step, right? And it's all learning, trial and error. I became an entrepreneur. I was not an entrepreneur. And I'm still becoming an entrepreneur. So it's the trial and error. You can go to school and, you know, I'll never down anybody who goes to business school or MBA or anything like that, but there's nothing like real life experience. A hundred percent. Okay. So then you said I, that last comment you said about you were an entrepreneur um, and you're still learning to be an entrepreneur. Do you think everyone can be an entrepreneur or is there like a certain type of person? That's a great question. And, and you know what? I'll say from the outset, I know, I don't believe I have the, the one right answer, right? I mean, it's so speculative, but in my opinion, I think everybody has qualities, entrepreneurial qualities, um, but being an entrepreneur is a decision that you're going to put yourself in a place of using who you are and how you are and how you see the world and how you see people. And you're going to take all your weeks your, sorry, your weaknesses and your strengths. And you're going to take a product or a service or software and bring it to market and, and create value for people. No matter if you, you know what, you're not the perfect package, but you're going to take everything that you are and put it forward. That's a decision. Can anybody make that decision? Absolutely. Will everybody succeed when they make that decision? I don't think so. And, you know, that's just something you have to be, honest about like you know you could you could try it and then see how it feels how did it feel to you did it feel natural could you learn from others and learn from your mistakes and get better like I'm doing right but everybody I believe has traits and characteristics that are entrepreneurial but I don't know that everybody can make the decision or or will make the decision to be an entrepreneur or even if it's a good idea to make the decision to be you know an entrepreneur because it's a lot and it's a, it's a huge, huge journey that you have to be willing to commit to, you know? It, sometimes it's painted in movies as this glam, glamorous thing, but you know, it's, it's a lot more hours than working uh, in a nine to five job. So it's more when it comes to the decision where I don't know if everybody can make that decision, but I definitely think everyone has qualities. No, that's great to say, because 
Um, I know, like, I, I even see some people in my day to day job, and um, like they just have, like, I ask them, I'm like, hey, would you ever、um, decide to become an entrepreneur? Because I know you're like such, you're so great at, say, I would say marketing, you're so great at making programs for people. I'm a software developer by day, all right? So, <laughs> like, you're so great at this one thing. Would you ever want to bring something to market? And they simply just don't、right. have an interest in it. So, I guess it really is the mindset in that sense, right?、Um, and you make a really good point that, like, it's maybe not for everyone,、um, which I can never understand why people wouldn't <laughs> want to be their own、uh, creators and their own、um, uh, owners of something. But、uh, I guess it really is about yeah, the mindset.、Yeah. Um, and I really liked what you said in your story、um, about like、uh, Tea by Daniel and, and how it came up.、And、I really like that you said that you won't ever knock anyone for going to school and getting that、um, degree or MBA or something or some sort of education. Do you think that you would have had an easier entrepreneurial journey if you had done so or done school、um, and really focused on that and then?、Um, Started T by Daniel? Yeah.、Um, it's a good question. I don't think I could say that it would have been easier, but it definitely would have been different. And the reason I say that is a lot of my ignorance of business and a lot of my, you know, yeah, ignorance helped me. You know, I, I wasn't, and this may, you know, I'm sure people could debate this,、um, you know, that. I didn't make a lot of decisions based on calculations or education or facts or data. It was just based on gut and you know, how I felt, what I saw. You know, and a lot of that helped me. You know, and,、uh, so having that, that naivety or naivety, whatever that word is, naivety, I believe. Yeah, having that <laughs> in many situations helped me and became. Um, gave me an advantage over the person who was more calculated in their decision because they had the schooling. You know what I mean? But at the same time, there were a lot of mistakes that I made, especially when it came to like management, accounting,、um, and you know, financial decisions where it would have helped to have an education. I don't take back my journey because I saw a lot of success with it. And I'm now embarking on an educational journey to get better. And that's why I say I'm still becoming. You know, I'm, I enrolled back into high school、um, back in December of、uh, 2020. So, yeah, so, you know, I'm going to get my, you know, not to toot my own horn, but, you know, I'm, I'm a multi award winning entrepreneur, published author. I'm well into my career. I built a business over 10 plus years, but I still see value in getting my high school diploma. I, I registered、um, to a few university courses、uh, through Coursera, and, you know, when the pandemic hit. To just sharpen my skills and learn more. So, my journey, my experience was, you know, reverse, you know, build a business, be an entrepreneur, win awards, do all that, and then get educated. Whereas somebody else might do it the other way around. And, you know, I think we're all unique individuals. There's no wrong way. And, you know, it's not a matter of, you know, so much how easy can we make life, but how interesting can we make it? And I, I like my journey and, I, you know, I'm still on it. It seems like you just built a lot of experience and, and, and did a lot of research. And that's how you really、um, made T by Daniel explode. Did you have any mentors, though, along that path or along, along the way? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely.、Um, my mentorship comes in, in, in several forms.、Um, number one would be my parents, my mom and dad.、Uh, they've just 
continue to be there. I've always made myself accountable to them, even in the, the heights of T by Daniel, when we we're seeing our best years, you know, our most profitable years and a lot of success. Even until today, I, I make myself accountable because if I don't, I'm going to marry every idea I come up with because that's just how we are, right? We come up with the idea. We love it. It's the best idea. But when you run your ideas by someone else, especially someone else who knows you, like your parents um, and my wife even, um, you get a more well-rounded you know, perspective about everything, about every decision. So I always go to my parents about my ideas. How should I move forward? What do you think? Uh, am I missing something? So they have always been my mentors. Um, and then I also, I like to grab uh, mentorship from things, life, in life. So I can watch a movie like, um, you know, Willy Wonka. I always talk about this, Willy Wonka. And the inspiration, the, the lessons, the takeaways, they inspire me and they also mentor me. They teach me something because your mentor is not just a person. Mentorship is a way of learning. And if you could learn from a movie, if you could learn, and you know, I have two kids. I learn a lot from them. If you could learn from things around you in life, then the mentorship never stops. And I think that's what helps me to become better every day is that I'm constantly learning from what I listen to, what I see, what I experience, who I talk to, who I don't talk to just everything about life is, is you know, I, I quoted this one time saying, you know, life is the greatest teacher because you can't skip its classes. And I, I, I believe that I'm constantly learning because life is constantly teaching. Yeah, no, that's, that's very true. You like, you never should stop learning. You should always want to grow. Um, and that's why I named this podcast, a think growth podcast, because, um, you just never want to stop growing and being better, right? At least for like-minded people like us, um, as soon as we see growth stopping in whatever aspect of life we're on, um, you just try to find the next thing that you can learn and grow grow from, right? So um, that's, pro- that's kind of the inspiration of why I had that name for the podcast, but it's great that you touched on that. Uh, looking, so now we're going kind of, nearing the entity by Daniel's story looking back is there anything you would change in that journey in particular um, or lessons that you've learned from absolutely that journey? um i think just based on my personality based on my background in music and just the kind of guy i am i went into business very excited enthusiastic passionate energetic and again i saw a lot of success because of that you know put me at a trade show I'm probably going to be the company that stands out because I'm used to performing, hitting the stage and things like that. And it was fun. It helped. It made it very easy and natural when it came to marketing, branding, social media, all that stuff. But at the same time, I was not so much analytical, not so much. I didn't pay attention to numbers. You know, that was always a weak point for me, um, even in math class in high school, you know, and a lot of business, you know, pretty much every aspect of business has to do with numbers and getting a better grip on that in the earlier days. I think I would have saved a lot of money, made a lot more money um, and made some much better decisions where growing the business was concerned. And even, you know, how it relates to my personal life and, and just as a, you know, as a husband, a father, I think I could have been a lot more effective had I, 
buckled buckled down and, and learn the numbers and learn the the, the more the parts I that are, I called boring. You know, I, I feel like I should have become more knowledgeable about those areas because they became weak points that that resulted in a lot of mistakes. I made a lot of mistakes in growing the business. And though you may not see those publicly, you know, we deal with the repercussions of those mistakes as entrepreneurs and as business owners. And I really just wish, if there's one thing I could change, I really wish I sometimes put aside the, the fun stuff and the, the performance and kind of crunch numbers and, and learn numbers. Got it. And, and was it that the opportunity didn't present itself to learn how to crunch those numbers and deal with the numbers like that? Or was it just that it just really wasn't your interest? So you're like, okay, let me learn something else to help me promote my business. Maybe is that, yeah. Yeah. So I can never say that the opportunities didn't present themselves because they were always there. And I mean, it's, it's kind of a given if you're getting into business, you need to know your numbers. You need to know what you, what you're doing. You know, the livelihood of a business is in the numbers um, mainly. Right. Um, and as a, I, I say this myself, when I do keynote presentations, you know, to be a CEO, it's about catching every opportunity. Um, that's what it stands for in my world. So I missed the opportunities that presented themselves to learn. Um, and again, that could be on account of I was having too much fun. I was just doing me, I was just performing and, you know, so when those opportunities to learn or to learn from someone or to stop, pause and, and you know, pivot and, and get more educated about those aspects of the business, especially when it started to really grow, I, I missed those opportunities or, or I didn't, I didn't execute as effectively as I could have. So they were always there and they, but here's the thing. And this is why I say I'm still becoming an entrepreneur those opportunities are not gone. They're still there. And that's why I'm, 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 cease, I'm ceasing those opportunities now. I'm, after, I'm going after them. So, you know, there's always time um, until there's not. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so numbers is really important, obviously, finances and all that in a business. What's the second most important thing in a business aside from the numbers? Um, so, I mean, I know it's, it's kind of going to sound contradictory to what I just said, but I actually think numbers would probably be second. First is, yeah, first is people. If you don't love people, if you don't have a genuine interest for the well-being of others, I don't care how much numbers you know or how well you know your numbers or how much you're making or what you're invested in. If you don't care for people genuinely, to me, um, you failed. In business to me that's my opinion because business yes it's you know it's about making money and making a profit but who do you make that from it's from people so if people are just numbers to you first and just profit to you first or just sales to you first then you have the wrong outlook on life and on people again in my opinion so i think you have to care for people you have to want to bring value to people you want to have to solve problems for people and impact people's lives in a positive way. And if you can do that and get a numerical value or profit from that, then you're, you're, you're a king. <laughs> you're, you know what I mean? Like you're a king, a queen, you're, you're, you're rocking. If you could turn that into a numerical value and make it profitable, your genuine care for people, then you're living. So just to wrap up the T by Daniel story now, um, did COVID impact you in any way? Um, how was your business before COVID versus after? Yeah, 
Um, definitely, definitely did, uh, definitely impacted our business. However, a few decisions prior to COVID that my wife and I made, again, call it gut instinct, um, really helped soften the blow of COVID. So um, in particular, you know, we were just getting to the point with our business. It was nine plus years or, or just about, yeah, approaching 10 years. We felt we were, it was time to franchise. It was time to expand the T by Daniel model. We, we built our brand. We, we knew who we were as a brand, as a company. We had a, a pretty good grip on you know, our operations and we were just now getting mentorship um, and, and building the framework for, for franchising and expanding. Um, we welcomed our second child into the world during that same time. Congrats. Yeah, and uh, it, he <laughs> changed everything. He really, our second child um, really made us take a look at life and made us take a look at our business and say, okay, it's been nine plus years running T by Daniel, building T by Daniel. What do we really want from life? Because we're about to expand and, you know, go nuts in the next phase of T by Daniel. But when we were, you know, raising our first child, um, who's two years you know, older, there was a lot of, you know, bringing him to grandparents because we need to open the store. We need, oh, this staff member can't come in. You need to, there was a lot of that. And we just didn't feel like we wanted to duplicate that. So instead of franchising, we made a drastic reverse and decided to close our store. Oh. And instead focus on building our e-commerce store so that we could be more present in our family, grow our family, you know, and, and, and just work from home. So now we have two young ones, you know, and we're like, let's build our online presence. Let's go into export markets, international markets, sorry, like the UK and, and, and you know, enlarge our footprint in the US. We're already doing business there. So let's, let's get more sales. We can still build a great company online. So we did that. We closed our store. It was a shock to customers, but it felt right to us. Um, and now we started building our e-commerce. A few months later, COVID hit. And again, call it good timing, whatever it was, we didn't have a store to deal with when COVID hit. We were already building our online presence and, you know, it just softened the blow. Um, so we ran that. It was doing very well. And then again, another gut feeling came, you know, early 2021, where we decided, I think it's time to just celebrate the success of 10 years in business and let's move on. Let's go on to the next venture and let's not be afraid to do that. So in March, officially, I pivoted and put a hard pause on T by Daniel. So I'm not operating commercially with that tea company right now. And I decided to focus more on speaking and facilitating because uh, I do a lot of that over the last six, seven years or eight plus years, sorry. And so, yeah, that, that's the whole T by Daniel during COVID. You know, um, there was a lot of pivoting, a lot of changing, adapting until... Um, a couple of months ago, I decided to just put it on a hard pause. Oh, nice, man. That must have been really hard. This, or it sounded like it sounded like you guys, it kind of just fell into place, but it must have been a hard decision for you and your wife, right? Oh, very, Especially, very. It's like your baby hard. for 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Right. Especially for the customers. Like it's so, you know, heartbreaking because we mean more to them than just a product because that's what we built with them. We built a family. We built, you know, a, a fan base, We, you know, and they're very loyal and you know, we know them by name, most of them, you know, a lot of them, I shouldn't say most of them, but a lot of them. So it, it hurts from that aspect. But again, it feels right for our family. It feels right for us. And just 
adapting to the times. It just it feels like time. No, that's great to hear. At least, and I, I like the fact that you close that, but you also have this oppor- these opportunities growing for yourself, like public speaking and all of that. Um, and I know that's the next thing that's gonna be the big hit in your life and i know it's already <laughs> you already taken off on there so yeah. I, I just wish you continued success there um one last question just to wrap things up what does success mean to you success what does success mean to me uh success to me is measured by the impact that we leave on people's lives so i that's how i measure success you know, how many lives did I impact? And then not just by how many, but how much did I impact someone's lives? You know, what, what's the level of impact? Did I help change someone's views about something that was wrong? You know, like whether it be, you know, I, I talk a lot about, I, I speak, uh, I've spoken in the prisons a few times to the inmates and, you know, we share some of, you know, the similar stories and, you know, my journey through music and hanging around the wrong crowd and, getting run-ins with the law, you know, so was I able to help change their perspective or help them see something different in that? Um, when I talked to an aspiring entrepreneur, was I able to point out, you know, a metric in business that they probably weren't thinking about, like impact, you know, we talk about profit, we talk about margins, we talk about that, but do we talk about impact? Do we talk about personality and being authentically yourself? You know, did I help change your views there? So I measure success by impact. And if I've done that, even the impact that I can't see, because some people may be impacted by my life, by my story, by something I've said, you know, somebody could listen to this podcast episode and and be impacted and I don't know, but I may never be able to measure that. But I believe that in the grand scheme of life, that's what success means. And that's how I define it. It's defined by impact. Nice. That's that's great to hear. I I love that your soul focused on helping others and providing value to others. Um, I can tell just by that, like you're a very genuine human being. And definitely that I see that as um, just the energies in the world kind of just help you help propels you forward, right? When you're doing things wholeheartedly, I think it really helps your purpose in this world, right? Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you very much, Daniel, for coming here today. I really appreciate your time. I really want to give you the opportunity to plug your current ventures, uh, promote yourself in any way, tell people where they can find you. Um, thank you. And thank you again for the, for the platform. A great podcast. And I always love talking with people. You know, it's a fluid conversation. So great job. And I, I really enjoyed. Um, as for where you can find me. So I've officially kind of you know i am a public speaker motivational speaker um and you know you could find a lot about me or more about me at my website i am daniel.ca and that's where you can kind of find the bigger picture of who i am what i'm doing what i offer as as far as services and and public speaking but i've also jumped into the gig economy and then you know it's kind of a fun time for me because over the last 10 years it's just been mainly building tea by daniel so I'm in a, I have my hands in a few different uh, initiatives um, and I'd love to mention them. So, I mean, first, check me out at IamDaniel.ca. Second, I just started a YouTube channel about just over a month ago and I'm really excited about building that. Um, it's uh, I Am Daniel on YouTube and it's, it's targeted um, at aspiring entrepreneurs and just entrepreneurs in general. It's, you know, top five business tips, top five, you know, just top five lists of resources and tools and tips that 
especially on aspiring entrepreneurs could use to in the, in the starting days or starting phases of building their business. So I would love if uh, your listeners could check it out, subscribe, like, turn on notifications there and help me grow that channel. Um, and otherwise you could also find me. Um, I'm actually working with Shopify. Um, so I'm one of their YouTube hosts and they have a platform, a YouTube channel called learn with Shopify, more business tools, on how and resources on how to build, grow, scale a company, especially e-commerce company. Um, so you can check me out and just their content at Learn, um, Learn at Sh- Learn with Shopify on YouTube and on Instagram. That is my playground. That's where I have fun. I post. I do crazy things. I just have fun uh, on uh, Instagram. You can check me out at I am Daniel um, CA on Instagram. Other than that, uh, you will. Definitely see what I'm doing on all those platforms because I blog, I vlog and do all that stuff. But if you check me on one of those places, you will definitely stay in the know. Great. All right. Definitely check Daniel out. Um, Is there anything you don't do, man? Holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) I I try to stay busy. I I have fun when I'm busy. So (laughs) you don't like sleep, (laughs) face. No, not really. Not really. All right, man. Uh, Thanks so much once again, Daniel, for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. 